Previously, on Pete's Paranormal Chronicles, we told you the story of the curse of the legend of the Pit River's ghost. We told you about a young boy who died for no reason. We told you about my old friend D.B. Cooper. And he told you that the only way to stop the Pit Ripper was to return his mother's precious amulet to him so his violent soul could finally rest in peace. D.B. Cooper and I have joined forces for yet another case. The most infamous cold case filed in Halifax's history. The case of the Pit Ripper's ghost. If you have not listened to the previous episodes, then you are in luck, because not much has happened, really. There is a ghost named the Pit Ripper who kills people, cuts off their extremities, ties them up in, in a string, and drapes the body parts over the shoulders of the corpse. That's, that's all you need to know. Live on the scene, this is Pete Schwartz and D.B. Cooper. We have just arrived at Halifax's oldest, dampest graveyard, and it's about 10.30 p.m. right now. Our mission is to enter a secret sealed tomb, which may hold the key to stopping this ghastly murderer. This holds the key, I swear it. We've just got to figure out how to open it, bubs. Uh, it's going to be the hard part. Right, well, where is this thing anyway? It's that statue-looking thing over there. You see it? You mean the grave marked with the Illuminati symbol? That's the one, you big old cracker crumb. So then D.B. Cooper and I took out the Necronomicon, and we both studied that passage that pertains to ghost murders. D.B. deciphered something about a chant that can open any tomb that is sealed with darkness. He calls it the Tomb of the Wildebeest's Womb. Okay, Peter, I'm getting ready to hum the tune of the Wildebeest's Womb. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. There, I did it. Is anything happening? No? Oh, maybe if I sing the lyrics. In East Africa, the wildebeest are very blue. In the wildebeest womb. Oh, I don't think that's working either, DB. Oh, crap. So, nothing happened. DB chanted the entire passage one more time, but still, nothing. After standing there, scratching our heads for over half an hour, I was beginning to think this whole thing was really a big lie. Maybe Ray was right, I thought. Maybe it's time to pack it all up. And just at that moment, I felt something tug at my pant leg. I looked down and saw a hand. Just a hand. No arms, no legs, no body. This severed hand was glowing silver blue as it glided along the grass at my feet. Mesmerized, and at the same time terrified. I stared at this marvel of a spectre, and it walked away on its fingers. The ghost hand motioned for me to follow it, so I did. D.B. Cooper's nose was buried so deep in that book he didn't even notice I was gone. After a minute, I could tell that the ghost hand was leading me to the infamous tree where all the victims were found. I wanted to ask it, what does it all mean, Mr. Ghost Hand? But I didn't, because I remembered that ghost hands can't talk. 
The hand pointed to a tiny engraving on the base of the tree trunk. I leaned in closer, squinted, and read the words, hoping for tomorrow. I whispered, but what does it mean? Then the ghost hand gave me a solid thumbs up and scurried away. Then, as I watched the hand disappear into the bushes, it dawned on me. I ran back to the tomb. DB looked surprised. Where the hell have you been, you schmuck? <laughs> there's, there's a secret password, DB. A secret I, password? I think I know what it is. All right, knock yourself out. Okay, should I, uh, should I like stand in a specific spot? Uh, does that matter? Just say it. Hoping for tomorrow. The gravestone rumbled. The gravestone slid open like a mechanical doorway to reveal a dark square hole in the ground. There was a stone staircase leading down with burning lanterns lighting the way. Let's walk down these stairs and enter okay. the tomb before it's too late. This is it. So we entered the tomb and found the emerald amulet sitting there, covered in soft golden light perched on a pedestal, as if sitting on a throne. The tomb smelled strongly of death and cigars. We could see smoke lingering in the air around our heads. Well, that was easy. And look, not it's a goblin in sight. Too good to be true. Wait, DB. Did you hear that? Hear what? Laughter. It sounded like a, a child laughing at us. No, I didn't hear a thing. Uh, I don't know where the- Oh my god, what was that? Oh no, it's the goblins. Just as we thought. Do you want to answer the trivia questions or should I? Quick, make a decision. Uh, you'd better do it, Pete. Okay, cool. Rocco of Nickelodeon's Rocco 
Hear that, Pete? Yes. What was that? That was the sound of a shocking twist. I got a bad feeling about this whole situation. Well, here, look. Uh, we have the amulet, right? So the thing is powerless. Let's just go get that bastard. Uh, how much oh, time do oh, we have left? It's, uh, it's already a minute past midnight, Pete. Shit. Well, we may be too late. Follow me. And let me tell you, we ran out of that tomb like gangbusters. And the second we stepped foot on the grass, we heard a blood-curdling scream. We rushed over there, just me and DB, to the rescue. Like the good old days. But this time... We were a day too late. DB ran over first. He was the second person to find Ray, there. Dead. Butchered. Arm-pitted. DB tried to hold me back. Come on, Pally. Let's just turn back around. L look away. You don't need to see this. Oh, no. 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 It's Ray, I'm DB. Sorry, oh, buddy, buddy. it's Ray, but isn't that's right, it? You know, sometimes people die. You hear me? No. Yeah. 
arrived and we answered all their questions. They took Ray's body away and I stood there like a zombie staring at the bloody tree before me wrapped in police tape. DB patted me on the back and handed me the emerald amulet. Here you go buddy pally Jack. Uh, you might need this again in another 25 years. I gotta get going. Wait where are you going? I was just offered a juicy part in a big movie called Deep Rising. Filming starts tomorrow. Fine. Sorry Whatever, to leave man. you high just and dry go. again, Pete. Just get out of here. It's been fun. That is, uh, until we found your best friend mutilated in that in that tree over there. That, that's that's not fun. I'm sorry, old friend. Until next time. You you take care of yourself. You hear me? You schmuck. And in a split second. In between the blink of an eye, D.B. Cooper disappeared, back into the night. <gasps> what was that? Who, who's there? It's me, Pete. It's Henry Young. Who? It's the Pit Ripper. Where, where are you, you, you coward? Show yourself. <laughs> Let's not cause a scene. You are the only one who can hear me now. I have your amulet. Here, you, you take your, your stupid goddamned bastard amulet. <laughs> it's far too late for that. Plus, all that stuff about the amulet wasn't true. DB doesn't know what he's talking about. You killed my best friend. You son of a bitch. Um, nice try, Petey Pie. See you in another 25 years. Pit Ripper! And 
that was that. For those who are still curious, the reason why I revealed D.B. Cooper's true identity in the last episode was because I'm still super pissed at him. I mean, who wouldn't be? What a shitty friend. And you know what? It doesn't matter anyway because no one will believe me. No one ever believes me. The only person who ever believed me was Ray, and now he's gone. I will forever miss my best friend. Death. Death is like sweet and sour candy. It's always there in the middle of the night, and you know you don't want it, but it's still there, and it would be so easy, wouldn't it, to embrace this starless night, this nightless death? Yet here we are, fighting death, fighting as hard as we can against the very idea of death. At least now, I have the Emerald Amulet. At least now, I know that Ray will be the last victim of the Halifax Pit Ripper. 25 years from now, if I am still alive and breathing, this ghost is gonna die. Here we are, my listeners, hoping for an easy ride, hoping for simpler things, hoping for a fucking break, hoping for tomorrow. I'm about to play an ad for you now, and it's an old one that Ray recorded. Luckily, Ray has recorded hours of advertisements for us, most of them for coffee and leather. And I feel fortunate to be able to come to the studio and hear his voice. I still listen to his voice every day. And now, without further ado, a final word from our sponsors. Hey, come on down to Duke's Leather. Let's get the new, um, are you you a cat owner? You can come on down to Duke's Leather and get the new Cato Nine Tails litter box. It's a litter box that has a circle in the middle and nine, goes in uh, nine different directions for each cat. For cat owners with eight cats or more, it's the Cato Nine Tails litter box, uh, completely made of leather, down at Duke's Leather. Oh, rest in peace, Ray. God love ya. This has been the final episode of a four-part miniseries produced by myself, Ray Brownstein, and D.B. Cooper. I will be taking a short break to mourn the loss of my friend, but PPC will be back soon. In uh, June or July, maybe May, I don't know, with new episodes. Good night, everyone. And until we meet again, stay safe. And beware the dead. Beware the dead. Beware the dead.